Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 26 of the podcast of the Galaxy. I am here with Jared. What's up, Jared? Hello, everyone. How's it going today? It's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. I'm having a good day. That's good. Yeah, we uh, just started school, so obviously we are adapting to junior year here. Uh, sorry that it's been a little bit since we have, we've done another episode. Uh, you know, we are, as I said, getting into the school year so it might be our schedule might be different here and it might be the episode releases might be delayed uh but we are here today to review not only uh the epic shang chi movie that we went to go and see but we also are going to review the hawkeye trailer that released just recently uh this past monday as a matter of fact so uh, yeah we are back and we are getting ready to have a fun podcast so uh first uh, Jared, if it's okay with you, I think that we should review the Hawkeye trailer first just because it takes a smaller amount of time compared to Shang-Chi. Uh, before I get into any of that, though, uh, I will give a spoiler warning for Shang-Chi, and I will also give a spoiler warning for the Hawkeye trailer just in case you don't want um, uh, the, some of the aspects of the trailer spoiled for you. And regarding the movie, obviously, it's not smart to listen to this podcast without watching the movie first. So, yeah, I recommend uh, keeping off of our podcast until you go watch both of them, especially Shang-Chi, because, you know, there's a lot of stuff, uh, epic stuff that goes on in that movie that you don't want to spoil. So, yeah, just a spoiler warning for those. Uh, I'll go to Hawkeye first. Jared, uh, what did you think about the Hawkeye trailer? Well, there was a lot of components of the trailer that I really liked. First of all, I love how they're not just, you know, kind of, you know, just kind of skipping over what he did in Endgame and what he actually like those the horrible things he did and kind of like being a vigilante, as they said in the advertisement or in the uh, trailer. It's just very it's nice that they're not just skipping over it because they're actually, you know, they can get a storyline out of it. And I think it's going to be a really, really good thing, but it's not what I expected. I expected it to be Black Widow's sister, you know, kind of trying to, you know, attack him as a hit. And maybe that will come into the series somewhere. But for right now, I'm very excited to see just all the different mobs and people who he's got angry and that kind of thing. That's the kind of content side of it that I'm very excited for, the actual subject. But I'm also excited for the theming. Obviously, it is Christmas themed, as you know, you could tell by the ad. It is like a, it's just a situation where he needs to get home by Christmas to his family and he's, you know, doing all this insane, dangerous stuff while, you know, to actually get there. And it has kind of like a musical type vibe, especially with the ad. There's, you know, jump cuts to like splash screens with text and things like that in the ad that make it seem like a musical, which is a really cool design choice for me. And overall, I just think that it's going to be a really good show from what I'm seeing. There's going to be a lot of action, obviously. And, I, and I'm and i very glad that they're introducing Kate Bishop here with uh, Hawkeye going to maybe train her. And it also seems like, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to see more of his family than just in the beginning and at the end. I hope they come in in, you know, more facets than just that. And I think they will. But overall, I think... 
I'm looking forward to it. It made me pretty hyped for the series, and I really like, I really like Trey. Yeah, so I agree with everything you just said. I I loved the trailer. I've always thought that Hawkeye was so underrated, like criminally underrated at this point. And I've thought that he's, he has always deserved his moment to shine in his like own sort of spotlight. And that's where he'll be able to shine in the show. Uh, I Some of the things that I loved about this trailer are, are basically similar to what you said. Uh, number one, I love the dynamic of Kate Bishop and Hawkeye. I thought that was great, and it's going to show that their relationship is going to hint at their relationship over time. And also, their action sequences seem really fun so far. And, you know, there were some funny, funny moments between them already. So, like, like, when they were in the car and Kate, uh, Hawkeye was trying to find an arrow that she can use, a less dangerous one, she goes and used one that blows a car up. And she's like, there are more d- arrows dangerous than that one. I just thought that that was funny and Clint's reaction. So obviously that their relationship is going to be fun. uh, And also uh, it's going to be like a constant thing because, you know, it is, it is more of like a duo type show. So I liked how we got to, I get our first hints of their relationship Uh, so far. uh, Rogers, the musical. I thought that that little cameo that was in there was really fun. Uh, I thought that, you know, it's, adding some sort of musical theme to it is something that hasn't really been done before in a Marvel show or movie. So that's kind of cool how they're introducing a musical themed aspect. Uh, I like how lucky the dog was in there. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you guys know who lucky the dog is. I'm, I'm sure Jared, you might, but uh, lucky the dog is uh, a, uh, a dog of high. I, I forget if it's Kate Bish. I think it's Kate Bishop's dog. Um, and he's often from the comics and he does it, You can tell by the trailer that he has one of his eyes messed up. Uh, that's because, uh, in the comics he lost an eye. So, th- and that was the dog with the reindeers that was lucky, actually lucky the pizza dog. Sorry, I forgot the pizza part. So I like how they added that comic book aspect in there. And I think that he's going to be a lovable character. And, uh, yeah, the action scenes just great. And last but not least, I am absolutely going to touch on the Christmas theme because I absolutely loved, uh, the Christmas theme in the trailer and I, they also released a poster and I'm really excited about the Christmas theme. Uh, you know, you could tell by the theme song in it, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It just, it brought, it brought, uh, it gave me a big smile and it's going to show because the show starts, uh, the day before Thanksgiving. And as long as it follows the six episode format, which I think it does, it's literally set to end the week of Christmas. So I think that it just, it's going to be a very therapeutic show throughout the Christmas time that we, that us Marvel fans get to watch. So I think that's a great call on Marvel's behalf, making this uh, more of a Christmas theme show. It's going to, you know, it's, it, it suits the time of the year that we're going to be watching this in. So, yeah, I, I just thought it was great. And I am definitely excited for that show. Um, if there's anything, if there is anything, though, that I do agree with you, Jared, is that I was expecting more of Yelena uh, Benova to be in there. Uh, it's not a big deal. We know we know she's most likely going to be in it. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that it could have been fun if she were included. 
I don't know if you know this, Jared, but I, after doing some research, there's also another hero in the show that got that she had a brief shot of her. She was like the face in the red lighting. Uh, her name is Echo. Uh, she is a new superhero being introduced in this. Uh, do you know anything about that, Jared? I do. I did not notice Echo. Is she part of the? Well, I know that we're having a um, Young Avengers, right? Is she part of that, or is she's not? I don't know. I I can't tell you a lot about her. I did want to bring up just one thing, just one uh, minor detail. However, I I know that she's like this. I, I don't know if she's more of an anti-hero. It sounds like she might be, given my what I'm about to say next. But she's, uh, she has a role in the show. Uh, we'll obviously give you more insight, uh, listeners. Uh, we'll give you more insight on Echo later on because we don't have uh, all I know is that the actress that was set to play her was definitely spotted in the chat. But here's the thing that I wanted to point out Echo is the adopted daughter of Kingpin in the oh, comics. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's that's what I can tell you right now. So that's take that however you will. But her, the big emphasis on her and the big, um, the big re- fans think that it's a big deal because of the fact that she's Kingpin's adopted daughter. Take that however you will, but uh, she's she's set to be in the show. Uh, Jerry, what do you think about that? Well, due to the fact that he is fighting a lot with just gangs in general, and I. I am pretty sure it is the tracksuit gang that is one of the gangs he was fighting. It, with, yes, yes. And their leader is, I think his name is Ivan. And that they are very associated with Kingpin. They work with Kingpin. And, you know, that could come into play. That entire thing, I am hoping that Kingpin does come into play because I just love like the type of character that he is. But I do think that it is not a hundred percent like guarantee that just because she's in a kingpin will be in it. He might be in it as like you know referenced, but I am hoping that he is in it completely. Kingpin just seems like an awesome character, and I'm hoping that they will go go over, you know, many places. And I I think this is what they're going to do. They're going to go to many places, in many with many gangs, with people who he owes you know he who he made mad. And they're just going to keep doing that. And then he's just going to, I think my dad told me it was kind of like Die Hard, uh, which is it, another movie, which is Christmas themed. And it, the, you know, you have to get back by Christmas. Yeah, a and lot of people. Kinda... Yeah, I know that a lot of people are, are comparing this to Die Hard. It's like more of like, I, I haven't watched Die Hard. Uh, my apologies for that. But like, I think it's like, more, I think it's because of more of the violence theme and also with try to get home for Christmas. I think that that's where the two things come into play. So, yeah, I think that the Die Hard is a popular connection that they're making. So, anyway, yeah, sorry for interrupting, but you can continue. No worries. Um, yeah, I just, th- I just think that's a very interesting comparison. But I do hope that they go over many things in the world. I know I don't hope they're just in one place and like just, they just face off a bunch of gangs. Because obviously he went all around the world, and I hope they actually travel all around the world. That would just be very, very cool. I would love that. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, there's a difference with me saying Kingpin now and saying like Kane the Conqueror and Loki before. Uh, 
because you know there was a concrete evidence of there's not concrete evidence of kingpin showing up uh the only thing that i guess i could tell you is that uh i know that there kevin feige wanted to use the daredevil tv show uh in future in future aspects of the mcu that's obviously you if, for those of you who've even watched daredevil Jared, I know you've watched a little bit. Kingpin's obviously the main villain in that show. If you wanted to like potentially make that connection, you could include that uh, Kingpin into the show. Uh, obviously, I'm not. I'm not going too much. I'm not going too deep into this right now. Not even close. But it's just interesting that if Kingpin does show up, and if his ancestry does get explored, uh, then you could have. Uh, daredevil's kingpin in this and connect it to the, the daredevil show to the main mcu so uh, yeah do you have any other final thoughts regarding that uh i would just like to i didn't i didn't know that kevin feige said that and i'm I'm very happy personally the daredevil show is not my favorite it just did it you know it just wasn't my favorite but i do think that they will do an awesome job with kingpin if they do implement daredevil and kingpin into the mcu yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so just a little thought to get you guys going and maybe get you a little more excited for Hawkeye if you're not already. Uh, but yeah, we are going to leave that topic for now, but we are excited to revisit that come uh, uh, Thanksgiving time uh, when Hawkeye hits Disney+. Plus. So obviously, Jared, shifting gears here, we witnessed a few weeks ago or, or I think it was, it might have been, I, I have lost track of time here. Was it last week? I, I honestly, that's embarrassing. I don't, but, wait, was it? It might have been, actually. I think it was last week. Wow. Uh, oh, man, that's sad. Let's, let's pretend that didn't just happen. No, but honestly, uh, we have a lot to say about this, and I want to get right into it. But uh, before I do so, I just want to say that, you know, we've been touching on the idea of a little bit a little bit lately of the golden buzzer thing that we wanted to do. And we kind of have been toying with that uh, ideas here because we do want to do this. And considering this is the first movie that uh, the listeners are going to, you guys are going to see us review here. Uh, we do want to acknowledge the fact that it is an effect here, uh, but it's going to just, it would just be virtual uh, in the future though. Uh, like when we review Eternals, when we review Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, we do plan on being in person for this and having an electronic device that can signal our use of the golden buzzer. That is that is the working idea right now to make it uh, obvious that we have hit the golden buzzer. That is that is the working idea. And obviously, once we uh, Jared and I only get one, and when we use it. That movie or show, it does work for a show, uh, skips around when we do a uh, phase four Marvel tournament. So we do, and we get one per phase. So that is how it's, that's the working idea right now. And even though that we're not in person right now, uh, we still can say virtually that we uh, press the, you know, virtual in quotes golden buzzer for Shang-Chi just by the chance that it gets brought up. So, yeah, I just wanted to give you guys more information on the golden buzzer thing that we are incorporating into this podcast. 
But with that being said, Jared, I'll throw it over to you first regarding Shanchi. What did you think about it? What were your first reactions towards this movie? Well, first reactions are the movie is incredible. It immediately went up to my top three movies. I wouldn't say of all time. I would say Marvel movies. So top three Marvel movies all time. It probably, I, I don't know what replaced, but it's up there with Doctor Strange for me. It kind of was the same kind of, I don't know, vibe for me. I really liked it. Uh, there was just so many good aspects. But I'll first talk about the trailer and how it completely bamboozled, like, everyone. There was an entire aspect of the movie that was not touched on once in the trailer, which is awesome. They completely hid so much from this. I was expecting this complete mar mar you know just Marvel martial movie, martial arts movie, with just him and his dad facing off, and this you know really tough. I think it's the Death Dealer, and the Death Dealer you know kind of coming after Shang Chi is going to be this big battle. But that was probably less than half the movie. And after that, it was just, just kind of spiraled down into something that I really, really loved. And it celebrated a, a lot of stuff that just is very interesting. The martial arts was beautiful. And what I will say is that this had the most impressive fights of any Marvel movie ever. The, the bus fight was probably the best choreographed fight of all Marvel time. It was just so beautiful. And just all the martial arts they used, it was just captivating. Every single second in those battles, you had something to see and you couldn't even blink because they were just, you know, there was something happening every single frame. And all the, like, little things that came in, for example, the fight club with Abomination and Wong, and just and actually, Doctor Strange did have quite a bit uh, of a connection with this movie, or not Doctor Strange, but Wong and kind of the Avengers. It was just very, very cool to see this martial arts movie that I thought was completely going to be awesome, but only a martial arts movie, be transformed into this beautiful story of, you know, just a troubled father, you know, turned to being very corrupt and then you get into these mystical monsters and dragons. All of these things just make it such a good movie. It just, it was one of my favorite movies ever. It was, it was so, so, so good. But best thing from the movie for me was definitely the fight. The fight and all the stuff that they did was so impressive. And I know I already went over this. But I just really want to emphasize it. This was, I don't know who choreographed this. It, well, it was obviously a team. But they did so good. It, it just made the movie just incredible. It was super captivating. Storyline was incredibly interesting. Backstory was interesting. It explained his backstory really well. His sister was also great in it. Pretty much all the main characters were absolutely fantastic. And is the villain... His dad was a great character. He was not like some boring, plain old villain. He was just, he was someone with a lot of character. He kind of picked himself up, picked himself back up by the end. And then the Ten Rings, which I haven't even gotten to. The Ten Rings were 
very, very cool. I like how they can change color based on the possession or the user who is possessing them. I like how there was the link to what I think is finger things. We'll probably go over that in the rings. Everything about it was just very, very cool. But I also like the counter to the rings, which is his mother's style of martial arts. I completely forget what it is called. But that was just very, very cool to see. And the kind of using their power against them and pushing them away, taking the rings. It was all just very, 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 very cool. And then obviously the magical creatures were very cute and very awesome as well. Just all the evil and the good, everything that came together, and especially the fact that we thought those were lions. Kind of they were, but (laughs) they are a mystical creature in Chinese just, you know, culture that is portrayed in a guard to a kingdom, which is very cool. There was so much just stuff. There was just so much stuff. And that's really like what I can say about the movie. It was so, so amazing. Yeah, well, you just hit, like, you you hit everything that I was going to talk about. So, and that we both were going to talk about through the course of the show. And I love the fact that you did that because you basically covered, uh, you know, tons of things good related about this movie. It's, I told you uh, after I went to go see this movie, uh, or after we both went to see this movie together, that this was and ended up in my top five. Uh, I still, to this day, agree that this is in my top five favorite favorite Marvel movies. Uh, it's up there with the likes of Infinity War, Endgame, uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Thor Ragnarok, and yeah, Shang-Chi would be my fifth favorite. I literally mapped it out. So it bumped, if you want perspective, it bumps Guardians of the Galaxy off of that list. Uh, that's that's a little bit of perspective for it. So yeah, it was really it was a really special movie, really special. Um, I'm going to go over. I'm going to honestly compare. I'm not going to use my golden buzzer right now, but I'm going to talk about later why I did not. But I will tell you right now, uh, if the thing that if the thing if i don't know how to correctly say this if the effects of what if the circumstances i should say if the circumstances of the golden buzzer were already in effect for this review of the movie i might have pressed it that's how good this movie was i am going to hold off unfortunately but yeah i'm going to go into detail now regarding my reactions first of all characters were great Ever, the villain, as you said, absolutely incredible. The villain, uh, the Mandarin, Wenwu, uh, whatever you want to call him, incredible. Absolutely. He, you could connect with him in a way. Like he wasn't just this all out guy wanting, like he wasn't a Thanos wanting genocide. He wasn't a uh, killmonger type person who would get a scar every, uh, he would get a mark every time he killed someone. He wasn't Hela, who just wanted the destruction of a planet, uh, of a uh, whole atmosphere and, and environment. You know, he just wanted to be. He wanted to be with his wife, and obviously, for that reason, he was corrupt. Given the fact that you know, like she did die, and he he did not. 
he didn't accept that. And that's obviously the, what drew, drew him over the edge. And obviously he had a uh, terrorist organization. So that obviously is also villainous as well. However, you know, it, there is sort of life, real world stuff in this villain dealing with the loss of a loved one, for example, and having to overcome that. Uh, obviously he does it in a very negative way, but you know, try to cope with the loss of a loved one. And, you know, you can kind of feel for him. Uh, obviously, he falls into a trap, a big trap that we're going to talk about later on with the Dweller in Darkness. And that's why he heard, like, his wife's voice all the time. But, you know, I thought that that, that emotional connection that we can get with that character is great. Uh, Shang-Chi, the character itself was great. He's going to go down as definitely maybe top five favorite super, superheroes as well now. Just, just Simu Liu is a great actor. Really nailed the role of Shang-Chi, in, in my opinion. Just, you know, you could truly feel how much he loves playing the part. Uh, he obviously truly cared about this character. He put so much effort into this character, and it was great. Uh you know, I'm going to touch on the battle scenes as well here. The battle scenes were incredible. I agree with you. Uh, the ending with the dragons were was me- absolutely mesmerizing. Uh, completely mesmerizing. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I it, Definitely one of my favorite action sequences. Not in Marvel. In any movie. That ending with the dragons. That was incredible. That was absolutely spot on. And yeah, I'm going to talk about that more later when we start to talk about the dragons more. Uh, I'm going to also touch on the mythical creatures. They were great. We're going to touch on Morris too. Morris was part of the show stealing uh, uh, moments throughout uh, Shang-Chi. Completely great character. Uh, You know, Trevor Slatery, he was hilarious. Uh, Yeah, but we're going to talk about all that more in our like more in detail review, but yeah, I thought that everything about this was great. Um, it, it's just, it was a truly, truly special movie and there's nothing really more that I could say in these first reactions here. Uh, honestly. So do you have anything else to add before we move on? Well, I would just like to add that I kind of realized that it's pretty much a combo villain. It is, Obviously, the villain could be considered Wenwu or the Mandarin, but then he, as a villain, is also exploited by the Dwell of Darkness. And that kind of just amalgam just creates a very nice storyline. But the other thing I realized is that I actually am going to use my golden buzzer on this movie. Um, The reason for this is because I realized that this movie i will probably rewatch when it comes out on disney plus more than any other movie i wow. as i think more and more about this movie and actually talk about it i just loved this movie it was absolutely mesmerizing and i think that maybe i will regret this but i'm glad you didn't use your golden buzzer because i am wow that is i i'm gonna be honest with you i was not expecting that i was absolutely not i i think that you made a great call Believe me, and I'm even going to... Now I will address why I didn't use it so that I will give you the spotlight going forward with this review. But 
I, I think you made a great call and congratulations for using it because I, I agree that, you know, it was a great, this was a great movie. Uh, the only reason why I did not decide to pull the trigger on this was because number one, I wanted to see, and as I, this is the tough part with the golden buzzer. Unfortunately, I did want to see how multiverse aspects of the, of the MCU movies played out. Um, I wanted to wait until at least we get more to the, to like, you know, understanding the multiverse through movies like Spider-Man, No Way Home, Multiverse and Madness. Uh, not to say I'm skipping over Eternals. We'll see. We'll cross that bridge when the uh, time comes. But it was only because of that reason that I wanted to. I wanted to save my golden buzzer because I was intrigued on what's coming as well, and I'm intrigued by what I could press the golden buzzer on in the future. But no. But if, and as I said before, if the multiverse did not take part in the MCU yet. And if there was no official confirmation, I probably would have given this my golden buzzer. And as I said before, not, I'm not trying to uh, rule Eternals out of the running either. Uh, it's if I get blown away by that movie, I might press it. However, you know, Jared, I think he made a great call. Uh, and still, I, I support it. And yeah, so Shang-Chi will be the first movie that advances, uh, into the second round. Uh, congratulations, Jared. Do you have anything else you want to talk about with that? Uh, I, I would love to get into the questions, but also I, I agree with you that the fact that there is going to be a multiverse will allow for so much more intricate and complete puzzles to be put together for the MCU. But just based off and like my gut instinct, well, not really gut instinct, because I don't doubt that the next movies are going to be great. My kind of just innate reasoning is saying that I Doctor Strange is might be my favorite Marvel movie of all time, and this might have topped it. I love the kind of movies like they are. They're origin stories, you know, kind of mo- modern origin stories with magical aspects, and I, I just everything about it was just so mesmerizing. I I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally agree with you. Uh, as I said before, a great choice. And uh, yeah, we'll keep the uh, we'll keep it going here. So obviously, there were a lot of great characters in this. And so, Jared, I want to get your thoughts on characters you can either connected with the most. Uh, just give me thoughts on like, you know, characters you really liked, uh, maybe characters you disliked. Just what are your overall thoughts on some of the characters in this show? In this, I'm sorry, movie. Well, overall, I would say that the character that I can kind of sympathize the most with would probably be, and kind of made me feel for them the most, would probably be Shang-Chi's dad. And now, obviously, not saying the main character is a little weird, but Shang-Chi's dad just had such a tragic tale. Him being completely just his mind being eroded and corrupted by the Dweller of Darkness to the point where he goes absolutely insane. And instead of using the things that they gave him to just go and enjoy what the what, you know, her culture and her people, 
he thinks that they are, you know, hiding them behind a gate and tries to go and burn the place down. It just, it speaks so much. It speaks, it just speaks to me. It's very, 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 very just a captivating kind of storyline and a tragic one at that. Originally, he had good intents, and that was probably what made it the saddest. With a lot of villains, you can see something in their intent. Thanos, like, there was logic and reasoning towards it, but this was truly out of the quote-unquote good of his heart. He was so just distraught by what had happened that he went to these lengths, and I think that just really makes me feel them. That's one of the first villains that really just made me kind of like him. He was absolutely great in the Ten Rings. And his backstory, too. I loved when they showed him all throughout history and what he did. It was so amazing. And then, like, with the Iron Gang and then back with the Arrows. It was... Everything about him was very, very cool. But obviously, I can't leave out Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi and his sister, actually. I'll, I'll kind of do them as power deal. Both of them, I can't empathize obviously but them having such a you know hard life especially with Shang-Chi's sister with her being excluded from all the training with Shang-Chi getting so much kind of special treatment I think that her you know starting up that fight ring and at the end her turning it into you know a kind of a global conglomerate with uh the you know the 10 rings I think that's just going to be super super awesome to see and I'm very, I'm just very happy to actually see both of them succeed in their own way. And obviously with Shang-Chi, him overcoming his fear of his father was absolutely amazing. And how that, that stand down, that, or yeah, like that, that big standoff with his father of him kind of, his father kind of talking down to him, how he's still afraid of him. And when he finally broke that fear and used his mother's way of, martial arts to disable or take the 10 rings from his father then the battle with each of them having five rings it was just so amazing almost all the characters i absolutely loved and obviously i love all the characters there wasn't one that was better than the other but you know overall i would say that those three are probably the best that i can come up with yeah, absolutely. So I agree with you on the villain uh, with Wenwu. I thought he was, I've, I, you know, I've already touched on him a bit. I, I loved him. I also, yeah, Shang-Chi, uh, what ta- almost going to be top five uh, favorite superheroes right now, to be honest with you, at this point. Maybe, uh, maybe a little bit higher than that. To, I mean, maybe a little bit lower than that, depending on like, you know, I haven't really thought about it. I don't like choosing famous superheroes. Uh, I don't know why, but I just don't. But he, for sure, he's up there in uh, one of my favorites for Shang-Chi. Uh, with, in terms of the character that I really, really thought stood out to me and one that like deserves to be in more movies. Like, I mean, they all deserve to be in more movies. But one that I definitely want to see is definitely his sister. I definitely liked his sister a lot, Zia Ling. I think that... It, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, but I think it's Zia Ling. Uh, she, she has such a cool backstory and such a sad one, too. Like, obviously, she was left by Shang-Chi uh, when, she, when they were 
a ch- uh, children, and then she literally built her own underground fight tournament, which was really cool. I love that aspect because you know the underground fight tournament allowed for fights like that cool abomination uh, uh, versus Wong fight. And, you know the Xiling versus Shang Chi in the battleground. I love the fact that she was able to build that. Um, I loved her fight sings, uh, sings, ha, fight scenes throughout the movie. I thought those were great. She she really was a badass in this, and I really and I really really liked that. And yeah, she definitely definitely stood out to me as one of the most enjoyable characters. So and you know, building on her relation, her tense relationship at first with Shang Chi and Xia Ling, uh, and then with her starting to like. Uh, you know, accept, you know, accept it, to accept the fact that they need to move on from the past, and you know, to work together again to take down their dad. You know, I I thought that she played an important role in their relationship, and obviously the end, one of the end card scenes, uh, it was obviously her uh, embracing the role of the leader of the Ten Rings now. Uh, uh, and I thought that that was great and it definitely provides hope that we're going to see her again in a future movie, perhaps a Shang-Chi 2 or something like that. So yeah, I, I, she definitely, I definitely want to touch on her because she stood out a lot. Uh, in terms of other characters, I do want to, uh, bring the spotlight to Katie as well. Uh, Shang-Chi's, be- one of Shang-Chi's best friends. Hilarious. Uh, definitely the funny. I don't know how she's not the funniest character in the show. You know, from the very beginning to the very end, she had some great scenes, uh, and she truly provided uh, the comedic aspects to it. So I thought that her jokes there were good, and you know, her sarcas- sarcasm is great. Yeah, I, I truly thought that she was also an enter- entertaining character. Uh, I'll also touch on Morris a little bit because. Obviously, more Morris deserves some spotlight too. Uh, the, that creature was great. It definitely gave me like, you know, the more of the Baby Yoda of Marvel type vibes. Uh, well, I know that that obviously goes to Baby Groot, but like when we talk about cute creatures, Morris definitely uh, is up there with some of the cuter ones in the Marvel universe now. And obviously, Morris's relationship with Trevor Slattery, who's you know he had a more of a glory glorified cameo in it. it it was great to see him again he also provided comedic comedic aspects with morris so i thought that that was great as well but yeah i mean as you said jared all the characters really did a great job but yeah those were some that i you know that i really wanted to touch on and actually i think i also wanted to touch on the eye as well shanshi's aunt uh she's played by uh I know she's a famous actor plays her and you know, that uh, her name's Michelle. Uh, I think it's Michelle, you know, or something like that. I think she, it's Michelle Yeo or something. Yeah. So Michelle's. Yeah. She did a great job. She also, did, she did a great job providing the emotional, uh, you know, the emotional atmosphere of that whole uh, Island of that in that forest, that whole place in the forest, she truly provided uh, stakes for the final battle. Like she had, she she helped Shang Chi prepare for the fight. She gave him uh, his dragon scale armor, 
you know, she provided motivation. You know, it was great. She also uh, had a great part in it. And just to uh, talk about one of the lines that she had, you know, when she was putting her hands on Shanti's shoulders saying, you are all that came before you, including your mother and your father. That that's, tells him to, uh, you have to accept the past and, uh, you know, confront some of the pests and also move on from some of the past. I thought that that was great. And that was great. Uh, and it was one of my favorite lines that she had. So, yeah, I just loved, um, I definitely loved uh, uh, Michelle's character in this. I thought she was great. So other than that, Jared, uh, before we move on, do you want to add on to that? Uh, no, I think I think we covered it very, very well. We went pretty in-depth in of the characters. And I think that we'll get so much more story out of almost all of these characters. Obviously not out of, you know, the Mandarin and some of those. But Shang-Chi will obviously be an integral part of the movies going forward, along with his sister and uh, and, and everyone else, pretty much. I mean... Quite literally, everyone pretty much in this movie will or has had pretty good effect on Marvel. I think that, and also we forgot to mention like someone like Razor Fist having yeah just I wouldn't call him a like the main. Obviously, he's not like a main villain, but just those side villains who don't feel just like henchmen. It just gives something else. Like that battle, if it was only just basic henchmen, that would have been cool on the bus. It would have been cool, but it wouldn't have been what it was. Now that you have this giant hulking person with a sword for a hand, it just makes it just adds something to the to the movie. I just really, really liked the introduction of those people, along with Death Dealer and his kind of. Shang-Chi, when he saw Death Dealer and saw the, you know, the path that he took him on and what he did to him as a kid, it was, it was really cool to just see that and have that, those little blips of story, you know, intertwined with these people. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I should probably touch on Razor Fist and Death Dealer for a little, for a minute. Uh, They were great. They were definitely, uh, the the fight uh one of my favorite fight scenes actually like hand to hand combat type deal, uh did involve uh uh Death Dealer and Shang Chi in that city, uh with with like all the purple lights going on and stuff and all the special lighting. I thought that the visuals for that were great and the and you know the knives that they were throwing around there, you know it it provided for a really fast paced and entertaining fight for uh, one of my favorite fights in the movie. So, yeah, I just want to point that out. But, yeah, Death Dealer and Razor Fist definitely added on to uh, the solid battle scenes that they had there. And, yeah, I do appreciate that uh, very much. So, yeah, just my thoughts on Razor Fist and Death Dealer there. Uh, I want to uh, turn your attention to the dragons just a little bit. Uh, we, we obviously don't have to spend too much on this, but I would say that and I, I, I would assume that you might agree that the dragons were some of the cool, the dragon scenes were some of the coolest parts of this movie. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts on the great protector and the dweller in darkness. And what did you think of the incorporation of dragons in this? 
Well, actually, it I I wouldn't say it surprised me, but it definitely went outside my expectations because I expected the dragons to be like I expected each of the rings to serve a different purpose. Obviously, they were united in one purpose of just being this very powerful thing. But I loved what they did with the dragons. That kind of yin and yang type thing with, you know, obviously yin and yang isn't necessarily meant to represent good bad, but yin and yang in the way that there's one which is the great protector that is, you know, one side and then the other is uh is wait, I'm I'm completely blanking. What's the it's uh the you talk about the different sides of the dragons? Yeah, what's the other Dragons. It's, it's the Grip Protector and the Dweller in Darkness. Dweller in Darkness, yeah. Sorry, yep. I completely blanked there. So no, the, Dweller, that's, that's okay. the Dweller in Darkness and uh, the Great Protector, just both of them were just super good. And obviously what you said before, that fight scene with, with them was just amazing. What he did with the Ten Rings. And I was half expecting the Ten Rings to get destroyed. I'll, I'll be honest, like in that kind of way of, you know, separating the tent, you know, separating something that has caused his family so much harm. But I'm glad they didn't, and I'm glad that, you know, he can kind of have those as his power. Because, you know, without him, he's an amazing superhero, but with him, he is an actual superhuman. And I just think that'll make it just a lot cooler to see overall. But the dragons are just super cool to actually incorporate. Having such big creatures... He's obviously very hard to do, but it it just adds something to the movie. Like you see these, you know, these, these fights, which are really cool. All these people coming together, but then you just see these giant, giant, giant creatures just fighting, and obviously all those little creatures that were sucking the souls. And that one part where the dweller in the darkness almost sucked out the dragon's soul was absolutely amazing. I thought that that was very, very cool how, you know, the size of the soul compared to the size of the dragon. It was just it was just a very, very cool moment. And just seeing that and seeing what happened was just all super, super amazing to actually see. But the involvement of dragons, and obviously dragons have a lot of significance in Chinese culture, but just the involvement of the dragons added a ton to the movie. And I And obviously, we knew that there was going to be the Great Protector. We obviously didn't know about the Dweller in Darkness, but I'm glad how they implemented them, and I think they implemented them very, very well. Absolutely. Um, first of all, yeah, as you said before, we knew there were going to be dragons in this, similar to the Great Protector. However, we didn't know about the Dweller in Darkness. Uh, obviously, that turned out to be one of the more uh, bigger, like, in terms of in the movie, outside of the end credits, because... The end credits was certainly something, but the 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 dweller in darkness in in the movie was one of the biggest surprises in there, uh, because like you know of how uh, it wasn't shown in any of the trailers. We didn't know that that it turns out that the dweller in darkness was the reason that it the dweller in darkness put one wheel over the edge. So obviously that's a big uh, standpoint there. The dragons were great, absolutely. Uh, the great protector. Uh, ba- battling with the Dweller in Darkness was absolutely incredible. With the waves, the circle of waves surrounding the dragons, 
you know, as you said, uh, the Dweller in Darkness sucking the dragon's soul uh, to the point where it almost killed the Great Protector. Uh, you know, that's absolutely incredible. And the visuals were amazing. Uh, this scene where Shang-Chi literally put all of the Ten Rings in his ch- in the Dweller in Darkness chests and literally uh, blew, blew him up. That was, the, it was a little gross. But at the same time, the visuals for that as well was amazing. And all the glowing going on there. And, you know, pl- they, taking place in the dark, stormy sky. Uh, it was it was great. I loved the inclusion of the dragons, and it provided, as I said before, definitely one of my favorite uh, fight scenes in Marvel. Uh, it was it was truly something, and obviously, you know, I don't, I don't, I, we might not be able to see these dragons again. Maybe we will. Uh, who knows? But I, w- I, I think that, you know. It was good. It was definitely a good moment. And I hope that we at least get the maybe a hope uh, that there's a hope that we might get to see them again. So other than that, uh, that's basically all my thought. I mean, we to be fair, we might be seeing another dragon soon. I know that, Jared, you kind of hinted about what we're talking, what we were talking about beforehand. Uh, But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute now. Actually, probably coming up because it leads me to my next point, Jared. Uh, so in the end credits, and I'm not even going to talk about what was in the end credits first. I'll leave that to you. I definitely want to touch on like everything that we had that we experienced during the uh, mid credits scene. Uh, what what did you think about that scene? Well, for me, this was I, and this is hope pretty much i and i do think they will go this way to me this is definitely a fing fang foom type deal i don't really think there is any other explanation in the comics each ring served a different purpose each ring contacted a celestial being not not necessarily a dragon but it was always a celestial being and well, I, I shouldn't say celestial. Celestial kind of implies eternals and actual celestials, but just very powerful being in general. And I do think that this is going to be targeting Bing Bang Boom, just because of and pretty much hope, as I said before. I really like Bing Bang Boom, and obviously they teased him. Technically, he already exists in the MCU, but I'm hoping to see a more concrete version of him soon. He. Fing Fang Foom, I don't necessarily like the character design of him. His very long neck with humanoid body just kind of freaks me out. But I do love the character of him. And I think that having that kind of super powerful being will be a very cool thing for Shang-Chi, maybe even more than just Shang-Chi to actually try to deal with. Because he is obviously a very powerful threat. Yeah, absolutely. And I am tempted to agree with you about the beacon. I mean, first, uh, I mean, I'll touch on the fact that before we get there, the inclusion of uh, Bruce Banner and uh, Captain Marvel and that incredible scene there, you know, I, I liked, I would say I like Br- Bruce Banner probably more just because, you know, I'm not a fan of, the, uh, not as big of a fan as a Captain Marvel character. However, it was cool to see some Avengers cameos in there uh, just in general. 
And plus, one thing that I didn't notice, and I'm sure everybody else did, was how Bruce Banner is in he was in human form in this. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how they address that change back into human form, uh, because obviously he was Smart Hulk, which was like a mix of both in the Endgame. So yeah, that'll be cool. That might be addressed in She Hulk. I imagine that'll be the case when he reprises his role as Hulk in, sh- in the show. Uh, but regarding the beacon, uh, I definitely think that you are on the right track with Fin Fang Foom. Uh, and I have read articles as well regarding what people think. That's a common consensus right now that it's Fin Fang Foom because it does connect a little bit to the comics. Uh, it does. Fin Fang Foom receives a beacon in the comics as well. I could see that they could go that route and they could make Fin Fang Foom the next bit, a, a big movie threat. Uh, down the line i don't know when it would be i don't know if they're playing at doing a shang chi 2 i think that would be a good place to put fin fang foom uh maybe even have him as an antagonist in avengers movie uh but i other than that i think that you are definitely on the right track that it is uh that mythical monster uh fin fang foom that the beacon that wong was that wong was detecting uh it, it might be for fin fang foom uh the only other thing that I think it could be, and I'm just going to address this given the fact that, you know, uh, it, it's it's kind of a common theme now in the MCU. I, I, the only other guess that I had uh, was a multiverse thing, and the Beacon had something to do with a multiverse signaling out a, like, you know, maybe like a tear in reality or something like that. I don't know. It, I, that could be, like, the only thing that I can think of outside of Fin Fang Foom. But, you know, other than, other than that, I think you're on the right track there. So any other uh, final words to that before we move on to our last thing here? Nope. I think I'm, I'm all good with that. I think that we don't have, obviously, it was a very short end credit scene. And we may be taking an inch to give a mile. It's just yeah, giving an inch to take a mile. It's just, you know, we have to kind of interpret these things. And based on what we have seen so far, and obviously taking from the comics, and that is not always going to be accurate, it's looking likely that it will be Bing Fang Foom or some, you know, big bad. And I'm hoping that it will be. I mean, just seeing that would just be pretty nice. Having another big bad, obviously he won't top Thanos or anything. I don't know if it will need, I don't know if it will need Avengers because what was so good about like Thanos and other things was there was other, you know, things to fight. But with this, it's just kind of thing, thing, boom. I don't know how they'll address that, but I, I'm, if it sets up a sequel to Shang-Chi, I'll be very happy with that as well. Yeah. I could see Fin Fang Foom being an antagonist for Shang-Chi more than like an Avengers threat. So yeah, I'm on the same page as you. So the only last thing I want to, and you know, this kind of connects to what we were just talking about before we like with, the other Avengers cameos here. Uh, in what way do you think Shang-Chi ties to the story of the Avengers as well? And what role do you think Shang-Chi will play in the future here in the MCU? I just want to get your thoughts on that. Well, obviously we already went over that he will have a huge effect on the MCU, but I do believe that he will be an integral part of the Avengers in general. Now that he's this superhuman, super powerful, 
person. Obviously, now he has the combination of his mother's fighting style, incredible martial arts, and the Ten Rings. I think that he could go up against a lot of the Avengers any day. I'm hoping that he will just kind of merge right in with the Avengers. And, you know, obviously he might fit not in right away. But he will just become an integral part of the MCU in general. Obviously, the Avengers are intricately put to every project. You can link one to every single, like, Avenger. But with him, I hope that he just supersedes a lot of projects. And he's in a lot of further projects. Because I just love the character and I love how he is presented. I'm just really hoping for the best for for the future in the MCU. But I do think that he is going to have a huge effect and future in the, in the MCU. Yeah, so I think that you you basically hit it right on the mark there. Uh, here's the thing. I do think that we can kind of call him an Avenger now based on the end credits where, you know, Wong was kind of hinting that, you know, you're, you're he kind of hinted that, you know, he's one of us now when he said that. Like, he's one of the Avengers. I do think that that's the way we are going, and that if they do have another Avengers movie, which I really should say if, of course, they're probably going to do another team-up movie, you're going to see Shang-Chi in that group. Uh, I would be very surprised if he did not. Uh, he, I don't know exactly when he's going to show up next. Uh, I know that the idea of having a cameo in Multiverse of Madness was swirling around my brain considering all the connections to Wong and stuff like that. Uh, but regarding like what effect he's going to have on the MCU, he's definitely going to be a recurring character, a powerful character who is a good member of the Avengers, I feel like, and will fit in well with this new Avengers format that they are going with here as they start to move away from the original. Obviously, you need to build up more uh, Avengers here and I think that Shang-Chi the movie establishes that goal and plus you absolutely have left the door open for Shang-Chi too and I think it's kind of inevitable at this point that something along those lines happen and obviously Shang-Chi will play a major role in that movie as well so yeah I just think that you know Shang-Chi definitely has is now a fully established member in the MCU and we're going to be seeing a lot more of him in the future. So, uh, yeah, that's that. That's basically my overall thought uh, regarding the f- Shang-Chi's future. Uh, Jared, before we start to wrap up here, do you have any other final thoughts? I would just kind of, I would like to point out, this is, this was, a, I would say, a strange or Marvel movie. This was one of the, I would say, yeah, probably the first. No, not the first, but the it was a movie very deeply rooted in culture and martial arts, not just, you know, fight, 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 like, you know, Natasha Romanov and Black Widow and Hawkeye. This is very specific martial arts. And I think that we will see more kind of cultural aspects implemented and i hope we do because there are so many cool things they can take from a bunch of other cultures and just having for example shang chi using these things implementing them in it just it has turned out really 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 cool especially with martial arts 
martial arts are a huge hit in a lot of places. They're very interesting to watch. And I think that just implementing more stuff like that would be a very good idea for Marvel. I agree. Having different styles of fighting and different cultures in this, you and you hit it right on the head there, uh, is really important because you can't just have the same style every single time. That's how people get bored. And granted, Marvel has Marvel has continued to show, like with movies like Black Panther, movies like Shang-Chi, uh, those movies are huge for the future of the MCU. You need those because you need those different styles. And, you know, when you have different combat skills like martial arts, it adds different uh, dynamics to the characters. So I agree with you there. It adds like a different aspect. Like you can't compare really Shang-Chi to Captain Marvel, for example, because Captain Marvel flies through the air and shoots laser at, lasers out of her eyes and is basically a female Superman. Shang-Chi, he has the Ten Rings, but he also is very skilled in the martial arts. So, And as you said, that's important that each hero gets different skills and different styles that we haven't really seen before so that the MCU can expand uh, with new ideas. So, yeah, I like how you touched on that there. And, you know, uh, similar to Black Panther, uh, the culture that was the culture that was constantly the, the culture had a huge effect on the movie itself, you know, with the music, the style, everything, you know, the, the accents, everything about that uh, was, is pivotal for the MCU going forward. And they do need to add more cultural things in there uh, like they have been doing already. So I do like how they have been doing that. And uh Yeah. I really like what you said there. So uh, any anything else? No, I think we covered it very well. And obviously this was a very in-depth analysis, but I think it, it warrants it. This is a great movie that if for some reason you haven't seen and you got the entire thing spoiled by, still go and see it. Because for me, I'll be watching this movie over and over again. It was just so incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And Jared, as I said before, congratulations on using your golden buzzer on this movie yeah i know it's uh it's it it might be ambitious and there might be some really really good projects coming out and i don't doubt there will be but i i'm i'm happy with it well that's obviously the tough the tough thing about the golden buzzer uh you are going you might in the future say well you know what what if i did it on that one but you know I do think you've made the right decision. I, I do absolutely think so. Considering that, yeah, considering that it really, we, the common consensus between, you know, the podcasts and a lot of people out there, uh, this is maybe in their top five. This is, this is definitely up there in their favorite Marvel movies. So, yep, I fully support you. I fully support you pressing that golden buzzer for it. Uh, and yeah, with that being said, uh, when we do the Phase 4 tournament later on, Shang-Chi will now skip around, be the one of the two movies that skips around uh, so that it can go into round two, uh, awaiting a winner of the first round. And, yeah, my golden buzzer has still been undecided that will, well, that will happen down the road, but we will soon find out uh, what movie fills that second spot. But other than that... Uh, 
Jared, any other final words for the audience? Just, as I said before, go and watch Shang-Chi. I don't care if you've already seen it. Watch it again. There's so much stuff just to see about this movie and just appreciate about it. It's a great movie. Yeah, I I totally agree. I'm going to see it again. I know that I have plans to go see it with my mom again. It'll be great. And, uh, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoyed our podcast today. It was definitely a special one. And we will be back next time with uh, some more. Probably uh, we still have to do in-depth reviews of uh, the Eternals trailer and the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. So we will have that coming. And then we will have two new episodes of What If uh, to review. So we will have all that uh, in our next episode. So thank you guys. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening to us. And we will see you next time. We'll see you next time.